So one of us just said Ohio, and I'm not oh, going to tell gosh. you which one of us did it, but maybe you'll find out <laughs> as we welcome Spencer Hall in for an extended piece pointing to himself for the podcast audience. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was Spencer. Um, hello, Spencer. I feel like we should talk about the thing that made lots of people actually say, Dominique, yeah, to the great state of the Ohio State University. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they got they got housed. They they got okie doked. They got hammered, bamboozled, destroyed, leveled, eliminated, astray, embarrassed, run amok. Yeah, in their own home. Yeah, shamed, run and off. Got a, a flag planted in the center of the field. Like the disrespect mm -hmm. continued from the beginning of the game to the end, and it was in a way that you did not anticipate. I mean, it was a fireworks show from from the opening kickoff, which was fun. It's not what I expected. Uh, if you told me Michigan was going to win, I would have bought it. I mean, it's unlikely because it was their first, like, they won. I know it was their first time back-to-back -back wins in probably, like, two decades or something. They've been yep. getting dominated. They got a win last year. Mm -hmm. And you just knew that Ohio State was going to come out with a point to prove. Coming off a tough game against the Maryland Terrapins, they had a point to prove. Mm -hmm. They came out, and they couldn't stop them from throwing they were, the football uh, and running they were the football 22. whenever they wanted to points to prove short in fact losing <laughs> yeah. 45 to 23. even better after getting run over last year they wanted to stop the run they had to get physical and be macho even if they are a passing team a passing team that can score you know 50 points they do it all the time they just don't do it against michigan because michigan sees the initiative by throwing over their heads yeah Sometimes football's real easy. You're going that way and you're trying to stop the run. We'll throw the ball this way, which is, that's all they did uh, all through the first half. And then in the second half, when they said, hmm, Michigan can pass, guess what Michigan started to do? They started to run. They started to run. They didn't have any answers. And worse yet, I, I mean, some credit is due to Michigan's defense here, but Ohio State scored three points in the second half. Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. With like a zillion first round NFL draft picks, including the quarterback, <laughs> like it's including the quarterback should be right? the first one or first round pick at some point. Uh, he's going to be considered someone's savior of their team, and he could not save them in this game. So, the Ohio State offense, it's weird to me because it gets criticized and championed like uh, around draft time. And maybe it's just with certain players, but sometimes I feel like we hear like this is not an offense that tells you much about a quarterback when he gets into how he's going to prevent, how he's going to um, perform in the NFL because this offense is like kind of simple. But and there's always surrounded by a ton of talent, but you don't always hear those same things around like quarterbacks coming out of LSU. I'm not sure what it is about. Maybe it's just because the talent differential is such that the speed of the SEC is. Mm is not um does not exist outside mm -hmm. of ohio ohio state in the big 10 so like the assumption is that it's just easier there but it doesn't seem to work where they need it to work at, at least as of late or in like big time playoff games not recently so i'm not sure what the answer is because i know michigan doesn't have the well, athletes to keep up with those receivers like from from the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster evident well, evidently dominique they do i don't yeah. know it happened it happened yesterday Fair. You might want to I'm figure sorry. out how that happens. Well, can we can we talk? Can we frame this though? Because Dominique, I came into this game despite Michigan beating Ohio State and people crying on the field in Ann Arbor last year. I came into this with 
roughly that perspective that Ohio State is just a better program, like top to bottom, and that the history of this rivalry of the game, Spencer, is such that it's so deeply lopsided that this felt like so shocking that it wasn't shocking anymore. It's a thing mm -hmm. of like, oh, wait a minute. My priors have been so refuted that now I must pretend I never had them anymore. Like what happened here? Like from the big picture, like rivalry aspect of like our expectations. I think what happened rivalry wise is this, that, that there is a reversal that's happened. And this is one of those matchups where despite everything that you see uh, on the sheet before the game, everything that you see with, you know, your recruiting rankings, everything that you see in terms of, what these two teams look like next to each other. I'm not joking. Last year when they came out of the tunnel, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, Ohio State's so big. There's absolutely no way these guys were going to compete. And they got rolled. And it's very hard to not start thinking the same thing when you watch Ohio State cut through the rest of their schedule like this. And yet you've got this dynamic where, and just to put it bluntly, one team looks a lot tougher than the other. And that's, that's a brutal assessment. But when it comes down to the second half in both games, right. they got run over and beat at the point of attack by a team that I know is not as talented. And, and Dominique can speak this to the, a, a lot better than I can, you know, since he's a former player. But, like, is that a psychological difference? Is that a matter of strategy, of getting people in the right leverages? I have the same right? question. I have the same question, Spencer. Dominique, the second half, it felt like... It felt like all the pejoratives you want to throw at Ohio State, you could. They were yeah. chanting, we want Urban after after the game because of the second half. Mm -hmm. So, so what, 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 what is actually I, happening? I mean, I guess they need Urban to come and kick some kickers because it's not like <laughs> Urban Meyer's offense was like a whole bunch mm -hmm. more physical than Ryan Day's offense is now. Like they were spread out too. And like Urban Meyer's offense – Oh, give it to me. What we got? We got some important. Oh, yeah. Ryan Day is 45 and 5 for the record as Ohio State's head coach. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is the man who, uh, yes, got fire Ryan Day trending. Yeah, on yeah, Twitter on Saturday. And I, we saw the card before. He's 2 and 1 against Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan Wolverines, whereas Urban Meyer was like 0 and, or 4 and 0 against Jim Harbaugh in yep. the Michigan Wolverines. You see how I did that? Yep. See that quick flip I did? That was nice. Professionalism. N nimble. Mentally nimble. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Ohio State is not. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish so. Because I'm not like a, a college football analyst, like I know what's happening generally, and I parachute in for big games. I watch these big games, and what we hear all the time is about Ohio State. And so I look back at Michigan because I don't think of Michigan as like – just buzzsawing through their schedule the way that I think of Ohio State. And mm -mm. Michigan has some impressive, like, dominating wins so far this season. But you come into the game, and, like, I know guys' names on on uh, Ohio State's team, which is not good analysis. But, like, yeah. yeah, I know their names because I know their daddy's names in some cases. Like, these are yep. good football players that I know are great and are going to have great careers on Sunday in the NFL. That's not what you see on the other side. So I'm tempted to fall into – the trap and maybe it's not a trap maybe it's the truth i'm just saying like no they're just tougher because last year's game it certainly feel felt like they were winning up front despite the fact that ohio state has people who i'm not sure are actually genetically people they might yeah. actually be like legitimate giants i don't know what to, if you can test for that or not but i would like to 
because I was on the sideline <laughs> of the Maryland game and I saw the pituitary issues line, and I was Dominique like, suspects nah. glandular. No, they, they don't look normal. Like nah. they, they, they look like absolute <laughs> freaks. And yet if I had a guess, it's this, that there are teams that, that, that practice for this. There are teams that 100% make a habit of playing this kind of game. And if you are one of those teams and you play a team that does not make that kind of habit, things can get rough for you real fast. Everybody's going to find this out when they play Georgia oh, in the playoff. Okay. This is a, a real anti-analytics show today where it's like, get out of here with your most efficient way to score. Mm. We tougher than you. Well, also, yes. they who wants it, it more? The they did also throw it over the top a lot well, more than them too, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the, this, the, is, the, this is one of those things, like just to like – keep the analytics in here if you've got more experience more snaps mm -hmm. all right doing that kind of like paleo cro-magnon drive blocking pulling yeah. getting hit in the face over and over again by a pulling guard right if you still run all of the five holy of holy plays like from you know the like 1975 nfl run scheme right like that's if you run all of that and you don't just do inside and outside zone that's a habit you get you get serious time in the cockpit in the machine and it adds up and, and i do think there's something to that styles make fights like that's when you say if somebody came to me after this and said i still think ohio state's the best team i'm not going to argue or better team i wouldn't argue with them based on you know if you said okay absolute value yeah because i think against most teams in most matchups, they will be the best team. This is just a bad matchup between the styles of football. I know we're so, supposed so. to choose whether we zoom in or zoom out, but I want to do both. We I feel like we did some good in zooming. Like uh, Pablo, is that where you're going? Is it zoom out time yeah, to see how this impacts I, I, everything? Well, yeah, because I just wanted to acknowledge before we sort of take the microscope and turn it into a, a telescope, I guess. I wanted to find out like, okay, so like, the habits, the the run game, right? Like it's worth noting, Blake Corum is the Heisman candidate that Michigan has. That dude didn't do jack <laughs> in this game. You no, know, he's right? injured. A guy, yeah. Good. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Because he has this knee injury, and because he had to leave the game, and so in came Donovan Edwards, who ran for, as we said, like two hundred, whatever it is, a million yards, right? And by the way, JJ McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback, he was throwing those bombs that I didn't real all these 70 yard plays. Michigan just manufactured 70 yard plays over and over again. I didn't know that that guy could do that thing either, Spencer. And so when we zoom out here, yeah, like what are what are we really looking at? Well, you're looking at a team that threw three touchdowns for the only the third time this season. The other two teams that they did that against were Hawaii and Indiana. So congratulations. There's now a data set of Hawaii indiana and ohio state those are the three teams that allowed three passing tds to the michigan wolverines when you zoom out like what does this mean for the rivalry you know well one it's very much alive between the two schools two it's now on michigan to capitalize which as we all know if you give somebody a lead in an intense rivalry they might take it for five to ten years these things run in long streaks uh one long streak the last bad one for the buckeyes the, Ryan Day has gone 45 and 5 and lost one game this year. I remind everybody, John Cooper, all right, coach in the 90s for Ohio State, went 2 10 and 1 against Michigan. If you think they're mad now, I want you to just travel back in time and imagine the simmering cauldron of rage that was an Ohio State fan base that went 2 10 and 1 against Michigan. It's 
it's unreal the impatience and how much this means identity wise to both programs you have to understand um cj stroud before the game said yeah this is the game that you know this is our season this is what defines us right then after the game said this is not what defines us as a team one game does not define us as a team one of those statements is true it's not the one they said after the game <laughs> right like michigan could go into the playoff and yeah. face georgia if they go into the playoff and they face georgia they're going to get destroyed just like they did last year because georgia has 300 pound men who can run a shuttle run faster than some 140 pound men and they play that style that that is they, ohio state uh is not accustomed to they play exactly. that style of of dog who got more dog football than mash uh, mash your face they play I'm some mash your face football <laughs> i'm and, excited oh sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead what are you excited about no I, I, the three Face smashing I think. yeah that and also the three touchdown club because that overlaps yep. perfectly with my potential spring break locations so we're gonna put the names in a hat and shake <laughs> them up and draw one out and see where we end up kids are kids can't wait i'm go really really pulling Indiana for you <laughs> Bloomington, baby. Mm -hmm. Bloomington is the, the Hawaii, spring. the Hawaii of the Midwest. Oh, yeah, my God. one of those things. Like... Savings, <laughs> savings. That's what it is. Hawaii, that's expensive. But yeah, this is this is to me like the the rivalry has never been like dimmed in terms of intensity. We're just entering a new phase where Michigan might get a long run because that's how rivalries work. Can I ask a oh, question? No, Harbaugh, oh. Harbaugh is now going to coach Dominique. Just quickly, Harbaugh is going to coach forever at this rate after almost getting fired because he was the guy suffering in the way that that coach was suffering uh, for Ohio State that you referenced. What yeah, would Josh have Cooper. to happen for Michigan to win the national championship? Please concoct a scenario for me. I, mm. I feel bad because we should be moving on to another topic. And this yeah, might I'm curious. take I'm curious. some like, I don't know, some Neil deGrasse Tyson-esque levels of intelligence to create a serendipitous path where John or Jim, yeah, John, Jim Harbaugh is standing at the end in his khakis holding up a trophy, very sweaty, smelly okay. looking Harbaugh. Give it to yep. me. Okay, I can go ahead and concoct something like this. Pandemics, okay? no pandemics, please. No, do no, not no, have no. a pandemic because that was the first that came to my mind is a lot of people going to have to get sick. Oh, and, and it's going to be Jim unless we're going to do the uh, Freaky Friday. What did I say? I said, John. <sighs> Yeah, but maybe they that's part like... of it. Maybe we maybe we substitute yeah, one for the a other. Coach. Maybe that helps. He is a better coach. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and transfer us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and transition to playoff talk. All right, which because I'm just that professional. The way that we can get a favorable run into the playoff for Michigan is this: if everyone wins in their title game, okay. If Michigan wins against Purdue. If TCU wins against Kansas State, I believe, and if USC wins against Utah, then um, those are all tall orders, of course. Respect to them. But if they all win out and Georgia somehow loses a game as a favorite to LSU, something that has happened before uh, against LSU in the SEC championship game, I believe it was back in 2001, Matt Mock and the relatively unlauded <sighs> LSU Mock. Tigers come out and upset a favored Tennessee team to win an SEC title. If that something like that happens, okay, and you get a Georgia loss, then the three locks are Michigan, TCU, and USC. In this, on the outside, looking in would be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Georgia would be the likely pick there for me just based on 
everything plus defending title status. That shouldn't be an official part of the calculations, yeah, but right. these are people yeah. and they're just, they don't, rankings are buoyant. They float. People don't like to take teams down any further than they have to. And they don't want to put Ohio State in because we've already seen that game. We don't want to set up a rematch with Michigan and Ohio State unless we absolutely have to. So I think that's Agreed. when the human factors come in. We put Georgia, the defending champions, back in there. And then Georgia in the first round somehow ends up facing, um, if they can face USC. If Georgia can Ooh. face USC, USC to me has the most potential for an outstanding quarterback in Caleb Williams oh. to get Ooh. loose yeah, we got to score talk, points yeah, oh, and God, turn it into a shootout. That to me, USC has no defense, but occasionally Georgia will just sputter and not score for a while. And that's really all Oklahoma needs to take advantage of that. Also, it's a nice, it, it, or I said Oklahoma. Hi, hi, Lincoln. You did. <laughs> um, Cause I was thinking about, we've seen this matchup already just with different laundry because we uh -huh. saw Oklahoma UGA in the Rose uh -huh. bowl and uh -huh. it, which was a thrilling game. Uh, and one that I think, would probably go a different way because of the presence of Caleb Williams. So if that happens, then you get something like a USC Michigan final, right? For the playoff. That to me is a favorable matchup for Michigan because they will just suck the game down, just drag it down to a level USC is not comfortable playing at. So that, that to me is how I can get a Michigan national championship. That's fan fiction at this point, but you asked for it. Thank you. My brain hurts. It's, it's fan fiction and it has like it has a bunch of like uh complex dentistry sort of yeah. that you just did on this field which is fitting because i just looked up what matt mock is doing now thank you he's a dentist no, I, knew you were, I knew you were going in aurora there. Yeah. colorado you knew that <laughs> yes. how yes, did you of course of course, knows of course, that. He, of course knew. he knows that yeah, yeah. Sec, second know. second lsu great to uh, go into the field of uh teeth for cash that'd be billy, is... billy cannon being the other one that's how i know that pablo you're here for the entertainment not the sports because you didn't take the caleb williams um segue you took the matt mock dental segue what are you doing Shameless. here you, you step right, right us, over this give us, Caleb give us the segue Dominique. give um, us the segue that we deserve um caleb williams should have gone to maryland because he's from dc oh that must hurt <sighs> i mean it, it it doesn't anymore it used to a long time ago really it didn't hurt because watching him on no 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 no, no. I mean, it's, weekend, it's been, all i could think of was how fun he must be to control uh, in a video game ever since I, i've been paying attention to local sports like very like one out of every 10 future great athletes in the like maryland dc virginia area they go somewhere else so i'm used mm -hmm. to it it doesn't hurt anymore like I, my son and i were watching this game Kevin Durant. and we're yeah, yeah we're rooting for him we're like yeah he's from the area did he leave us did he spurn us two times yes mm -hmm. he's a double yeah. spurner my theory is always this my theory is always somebody gets out to usc and they experience life without humidity and then they won't go back at gunpoint. They, you can't get, no, you don't want I mean, that kind of I, life. I, I don't know Kayla Williams, but uh, I can speak as someone who was once a 18 to 22 year old man. It ain't the humid humidity when I get out to Southern California that is gonna keep me from leaving. Step, step foot off that plane. <laughs> oh, and then you're gonna drop me back in College Park. I'm good. Go Terps. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, ACC. Dominique, ACC. The, the swamp ass is not, <laughs> is not bothersome to the Big Ten. I don't point. care. Yeah, for me, right. Maryland will always be ACC. <laughs> you're just you're just crashing on the Big Ten's couch for like 50 years until you eventually go back to the ACC. 
Yeah, it was pretty can, upsetting can I, when we had rivalry week, weekend and we couldn't play Virginia. We played Rutgers. All right, let's talk about something oh that makes my, me happier. That's we, so funny. We smacked that them, by the so way, funny. but whatever, because we're did, really good at football. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Caleb Williams, you want to zoom in on Caleb or zoom out on Lincoln Riley? What uh, are you thinking? Uh, we got to go Caleb Williams here to start, Spencer. Like, yeah. I – because – I look – I will admit, like, this was the first game in full of Caleb Williams that I watched all season. Uh-huh. And has he been like this the whole time? <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I want, I, this is honestly, this is kind of like, taking somebody to a Caleb Williams game is kind of like taking them to, like, going back in time and going to, like, you know, the Big Bang. And you're like, no, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it's going to be cool, like, I promise. It's coming. It's going to be cool. <laughs> When's it happening? Uh, Any second now. Uh. Yeah. And then it happened over and over and over yeah. again, where he's spinning out of tackles. Yards. Yeah, and everything it's every like every ten minutes, Herbie's like Mahomesian, and you're kind of like, yeah. The first time you're like, what? Chill out. And then after he does it five more times, you're like, yeah. I hope they're paying him a lot. I don't know what his nil money is, but Lincoln Riley needs to snap him off a little bit of that contract. Uh, a dude yeah. who a dude who scrambles like Kyler Murray, but is six one. A guy who can do that, but up. also has the arm of somebody uh, like a Trevor Lawrence and or a Josh Allen. These are people, Caleb Williams is a monster, an absolute monster. And even if the play doesn't work, right? We could talk about how fast Lincoln Riley turned this program around. But a lot of that is this. If I put a quarterback out there who's capable of soldering together whatever garbage I put on the whiteboard, not calling Lincoln Riley's offense garbage. I'm just yeah. saying, you could probably put me there and Caleb would be like, I got it, I got it. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was the thing was that it was not Lincoln Riley. I did not Correct. see very many plays where Caleb hit that back foot. And maybe it's because Caleb is not reading and they're open people or whatever. Maybe it's because he just wants to get to this out of structure stuff. But at no point was I like, man, this guy is well coached. They sure are setting him up to succeed. He's riding on the backs of these wide receivers. The whole time I was like, damn, Caleb, you working awfully hard for all these points. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. And when you get a good quarterback, hey, man, that's spackle. I, I can make I can make it look like I can make I can flip this whole house in a single season <laughs> if you just give me one Caleb Williams and a little bit of shiplap that's what oh. I can do. It's not the whole house; it's the whole neighborhood. Whole they neighborhood. Just, they, no. they built one nice house and then this whole <laughs> got gentrified. <laughs> Caleb gentrified the <laughs> out of all of, all of uh, USC. Caleb Williams, the human Whole Foods, <laughs> gentrifying, <laughs> gentrifying the neighborhood. Well, he showed uh, up yeah. within that's minutes. that's an accurate description because he's about to be about to be mighty expensive, mighty yeah. spendy. Oh man, uh, absolutely. Minus, minus, minus 3, the negative, by the way. Minus the yeah. negative connotation. Yeah, I don't want to uh-huh. insult Caleb. He seems like a nice so, guy. So, so no negative connotation, but yes, negative in terms of minus 3,000 mm-hmm. odds to win the Heisman at this point. Oh. Max Duggan is plus 3,000. CJ Stroud, who we mentioned before, now plus 4,000. Mm-hmm. So I've told you before about how, I think we might have talked about this before, how my son mimics all of the celebrations that he sees on TV as he's playing uh, in his flag football league. Yeah, he Tyreek Hilled someone for uh, some listeners some, who maybe missed some one episode. <laughs> he, do, he does that at least three times a week, but the games... <laughs> Fortunately, mm-hmm. the season's over, and Caleb hit the Heisman on the sideline, and me and my son was watching the game. He stood up on the couch and started practicing. Oh, yep. Oh. Also, great teams taunt. Great teams taunt. So, That's so, so just la- last last thing on Caleb Williams, then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I was playing off the Mahomes thing and I was like, wait a minute. Cause I'm like watching something that is fun in a special way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so wait, is, is, is this the thing where Patrick Mahomes is Steph Curry now has his own Trey Young? Yeah. Is that what we have now? Is this what Caleb Williams is? Or is that an insult to no. call him Trey Young? So yeah, I think it's an insult to call him Trey Young. Um, mm-hmm. well, no, I mean, Trey Young had a good run or is, ha- has good runs. I don't know either, neither here nor there, but to your grander point, yes, yes. it is. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the exact same in that they're going to be a bunch of kids trying to do this and <laughs> turning the ball over all over the place. Yeah, and a couple of great, kids man. are, are going to be really good, but not quite as good as, um, as Steph Curry. So yeah, we're headed in that direction. We see it every weekend. Some of them kids are actually in the NFL right now doing their Mm-hmm. Worst Patrick Mahomes impersonation and turning that thing over regularly. And yes, Caleb Williams might be one of the guys who can like reasonably copy that if he ends up in the right situation. Also, you want to talk about all I ask from you in Rivalry Week is that you live up to the script, that you willingly participate in this holiday. And Caleb Williams been painting his fingers all his fingernails all year. What did he have across his nails? Notre Dame, FND <laughs> across there. Which I, I just want to say, in rivalry week, oh. it's all kosher. It's all kosher, right? Like uh, Florida, my my team, we lost because we're not good, and um, we lost Florida State. And let me tell you, the entire FSU like section, the student section, is sitting there screaming. Hi, podcast audience, they're just screaming, <laughs> the Gators. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I want. Uh, Don't try out class. Don't do that. This is the time. This is the time when you get to take that hat off. Don't be classy. Let it hang. We're on our way, guys. That's it. That's over. That's it. That's it. We're all getting profanities painted on our nails. I'm very proud of my Terps. They're headed in the right direction. Mike Loxley is the guy. He's getting much better recruits than we've had since I don't know me. And they're gonna be great. Hey, you know what? What? You know who they almost beat? Ohio State. (laughs) 